Hello, this is the HSP podcast, and I'm Julie Bielent. I hope you enjoy the episode today. You can find show notes and more information about me and all the resources that I provide HSPs at hsppodcast.com. Hope you join my newsletter. I'll be sending weekly tips and support to you. Enjoy this episode. I want to give you a quick update before we start this episode, and that is that I have some free masterclasses coming up that I'd love to invite you to. They're free to register. You'll also get a replay if you register. One is about high sensitivity and anxiety, and one is called Reach Financial Freedom, Growing a Heart-Centered Online Business, and that's for HSP practitioners healers, therapists, coaches, etc., who want to learn how to uh, grow multiple sources of income and just be in a place where you're free so that you can really do the work that you need to do as a healer and take time off to take care of your self-care and things like that. That's important for healers. And I'm going to be available to answer questions after these events. And You can find them, you can register free by going to my website, juliebielen.com or sensitiveconnection.com and click on free resources. And there you will see where it says master classes and you'll get a link to register free. If you can't find it for some reason, definitely just let me know. And yes, there is a replay if you register and you'll get an email reminder and things like that as well. So look forward to seeing you there. Enjoy this event. Today we're going to talk about what do we do when stress is too high. And I know for so many highly sensitive people, that is a real challenge, especially right now, what we've been going through. And I want to give you a combination of information. I want to give you some tools and tips that can support you when you're under a lot of stress. And I also want to share some of my story with you just so that we, I think it sometimes it just helps to hear somebody else's story to know that someone else can get through something. Sometimes it makes you feel like you can get through something. I know I wish that I knew that at certain times of stress in my life where it felt unbearable and I remember in those moments, it it can feel like you're never going to be okay. You're never going to get through it. It's not going to get better. And I think for a lot of sensitive people, this this feeling can be really magnified, especially if you haven't been given the right information about how to support a sensitive nervous system or how to support yourself as a person who feels things so intensely. So... I think back to different times in my life uh, of, of high stress. Well, even right now, there's so much stress in the world, uh, just a global trauma we're experiencing with oh, just everything that's happening. And, and I know like just feeling what everybody's feeling right now is it's, it's a lot for a sensitive person. And I know many of you are struggling with how you're going to pay bills, where you're going to live, how you're going to get health care, 
you know, chronic conditions. Maybe you're having, you're worried about a family member. Maybe your job, maybe your job is hard. Maybe your job is even taking care of other people. I know a lot of HSPs are, are caretaker, caretakers in one way or another. And it's amazing what a difference it makes when you understand how to support yourself through some of that and how to make certain shifts in your life that really transform your life forever. I know when I look back to some of my bigger stresses, I wish that I had tools back then because it was so hard. I remember going through a divorce and be trying to go to grad school and having little children at the same time. I remember searching for apartments and knowing I couldn't afford anything in my area. It's, uh, I was just reading something where it said that if you earn $100,000, uh, anybody, if you earn $100,000 in this particular area where I live, it's considered poverty level. And I just can't believe how ridiculous that is. And I came from a small town in Minnesota and uh, a small community in Oregon. Those were the two places I grew up, but moving to the San Francisco Bay Area in California when I um, was in my 20s was a real shock. Um, just to, I mean, the cost of living is just insane. <laughs> so I, I feel so much for the people in this area. It's like everybody just works so hard. And I mean, there's people who are renting bunk beds in people's garages and, or, or they're renting a room that has several people living in one room. And it's just, it's such a challenge. And, um, and I remember feeling that way, and I remember thinking, like, I, I just have to find a place for my children that was going to feel safe and that I was going to feel like we were going to be okay. So everything went into rent, and I remember we didn't use heat. We didn't use air conditioning, and it was hot. Um, we didn't eat out. We we basically didn't buy anything extra, and... That was a really stressful period of time, and I know that a lot of people are experiencing that right now, and I feel for you so deeply. And I remember even at the same time, I had lost friendships that I had had for 12 years, raising my young children with, um, that had, um, after the divorce, it just kind of uh, whatever was going on for me at the time, they really didn't support. And it made me realize that I definitely needed to create a new experience in my life. I needed to have better people in it that I could rely on and that were going to, um, you know, be there during the hard times, too. And it's something I definitely had to build up. I really started from a negative zero place to be able to be in a place now where I'm in a great relationship, I could purchase my own home, I have food for my children. I mean, this is, this is 
something that I I get shocked sometimes. I still have moments when uh, fear sets in, or you know, my for example, you may have heard me talk in other podcast episodes that my partner um, lost her catering business during this pandemic, and that was scary to um, to go through and really hard to watch her grieve and how difficult it has been to find a job and uh, both of my sons who are older now they both lost their jobs during the pandemic and it's just been such an incredibly stressful difficult time and at the same time I'm in a profession that is here to help and support people so how does one do that? How does one rise up from being in such a terribly difficult space to being able to take care of yourself as well as, you know, I got through grad school. I got through the 3,000 supervised clinical hours I had to do. Um, it, it was pretty much a seven-year journey to even get licensed. It's a very, it's a very long difficult journey and you make very little money as an intern and often don't make any at all. So it's definitely been an uphill climb. And I guess the reason I'm even sharing some of this story with you is is to share that as difficult as things can be at any particular moment, to know, to just know that there's a light at the end of that tunnel, to know that things can get better. And maybe in sharing some of my own story and journey and just my journeys with you it helps i i hope that it helps i I've, I've heard from some of you that it helps and i really love hearing from you and knowing that some of my stories have been helping you and i share them because it's important to me to share my life as a sensitive person and my experiences to 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 help people and so I've definitely learned what what it takes to climb out of darkness and um, struggling with anxiety and depression in my um, before I had the right tools before I understood how to take care of a sensitive nervous system and I, I feel thankful every day that I have these kinds of tools and I think that's why I'm so passionate about teaching you guys and I share all all of these tools. I share so much with you guys in all these podcast episodes and in my blog and all of that is free and available to everybody so that it's just there to help you guys. And I know that everybody's at a different stage, but I think that if we if we think about any type of stress and you know, we do need to acknowledge our own stress. Yes, there are some people that are going to have it worse than us and some people that have it better than us. But it's it's better not to try to compare that and to in, instead acknowledge what you're experiencing. The acknowledgement is the most important part because that's the part that begins the steps of healing. You know, begins the step of figuring out what kind of tools to use that can help and learning tools and learning about yourself and what your needs and are and how to honor your needs and all those things. I mean, we're here we are a group of highly sensitive people. And especially for those of you that scored high on my sensitivity scale, 
we tend to have a lot of challenges, but we also have a lot of gifts. It, so when you, when you really understand how to manage the challenges, you get to have access to all those great gifts that can really support you and others in the world, in, in your work and everything that you do. Um, you know, as a parent, as a, just a human in the world, there's, if you are thriving, then you can do good things in the world. Even if it's about being a good friend, a good partner, a, a healer, a teacher, a leader, whatever it is, you, you can reach those goals and, and be able to be that person in the world that thrives. And I really want you to understand that even if you're in survival mode right now, things can get better. So to give you some tools, I'd like to think about, um, I teach so many tools in my online courses, so I hope you guys know about those, but I wanna give you some quick tools that can help. Uh, there, there is, for example, a breath technique that can really help if you have a lot of stress in the moment, like right in the moment. And I also hope you guys know about the meditations that I have in this podcast. You can go to hsppodcast.com and click on uh, the tab that says meditations, and it will show you all the meditations. Those are available to you as well. And so in the moment, when you're, when you're feeling an enormous amount of stress, just being able to take a moment to pause, to stop what you're doing, to stop pushing through whatever you're trying to do and just stop. And if you can go outside and take a deep breath for a, a couple of moments and be able to just breathe in deeply and exhale, a nice long exhale, if you can do that, you know, a few breath cycles, you're already going to find a little bit more balance in that moment. And being able to recognize when you need to pause for a moment and do something like that is important, not to push yourself to the point where you don't even recognize it. I mean, sometimes our, our stress tanks can get so full that we feel irritable about something somebody's doing. We feel angry, we feel emotional, we feel reactive. Uh, when you, if you start noticing those things in yourself, or maybe you feel resentful, if you, if you feel some of those feelings inside yourself and they feel really strong, just imagine that that stress bucket is full. So what we need to do is figure out how to drain that stress bucket. So I wish I could download everything into your brain in, in the steps that it needs to be done um, and, and just support you guys all in that way. So... But because there's certain steps that need to be done, I can only give you a little bit of information at a time in these podcasts. That's why I really encourage you to check out my online courses because they really walk you through each particular step. And in especially the brain training one, that's meant to be done at, in a specific way because you're doing brain tra training. And then the Blooming Brilliantly course is more about um, kind of more advanced work after you've learn some of the brain training stuff where you, you want to get into deeper things like um, how to clear energy, how to set boundaries, how to advocate for your needs, um, giving you 
helping you sleep, just giving you a lot of extra stuff that helps you really thrive. The brain training one is great to do if you're really in survival mode and it's hard. It's just because it's just too hard. It's hard to focus. It's hard to be productive. You feel anxious. You feel overwhelmed. You feel high stress. If you can't, if you feel those ways, definitely try the brain training one. Um, and I recommend getting both classes because you can actually you. It's cheaper to buy both at the same time, and then you can just do one right after the other. But if you aren't able to do the courses for some reason, you're going to find a lot of the tools, uh, a lot of helpful information, um, and I send that weekly in my newsletter too. So I really hope you're you signed up for the newsletter. I put out weekly support and tools and tips to to help you um, navigate every week. Just so it's it's my way of feeling like I'm taking care of you every week by giving you something every week that helps. Um, and then when you sign up for the newsletter, you also get a, a free guide that you can download that teaches you a brain training tip. So all of that's free if you sign up for the newsletter. And the newsletter is free, of course. And I love hearing from you. Thank you for those of you that are signed up for the newsletter. And, and when you email me and you tell me about how it helps you, uh, I just it really warms my heart. So thank you for that. And it helps me keep going and it helps me keep making creating tools for you and giving you the support that you need. And when you get a newsletter uh, email, you can actually just reply to those newsletter emails if you want to say something to me. Uh, I love hearing from you. So getting back to some of the stress tools, um, acknowledgement, taking that stop, that moment to take those deep breaths. Then I want you to think through um, if there's a way for you to take a, a little bit of time to yourself. I recommend two hours, but if you can only get 30 minutes in, then that's where, where you can start. You can actually listen to um, one of the meditations that I've done. I have some that are specifically for walking you through what to do when you're having like really intense feelings. Um, I have some that are good for sleep, different things like that. But as you're trying to think about the stress tank, we have to be careful about what goes into that stress tank and we have to practice doing things that drain it. So I want you to think of it like that. There's stuff going in, but there's also a drain. So things that drain it will be meditations, journaling, a gratitude practice where you where you can name like five things every day that you're grateful for. That activates calming centers in the brain, and that is incredibly helpful. And if you do that every day and you activate those centers every day, then those centers start to grow larger than the stress centers. So it's important to understand that the whatever we're activating in the brain grows. So if we're activating stress centers, those stress centers grow. If we're activating calming centers, the calming centers grow and they become easier to access. So that's a huge tip of information to understand. This is not about the kind of work that is really good for long term is that is a daily practice. It's a daily practice of paying attention to your stress levels. Um, I talk about the limbic system and the emotional brain activation in my brain training course. If you want to know more information about that, that's in that particular course. And so it, thinking of other things that drain the stress tank 
talking to somebody who feels supportive, whether that's a therapist, a friend, uh, journaling can be great for that as well too, because whenever we talk or write, we activate the thinking cognitive part of our brain. And that's the part of our brain that knows what to do when we're emotional. So, and it helps to sort of decipher what we're experiencing emotionally, because when the emotional brain is too activated, then that's when the cognitive brain starts to go to sleep. And that's when things feel unbearable and out of control. If you've ever been in that kind of a feeling like where it feels like things are out of control, or maybe your heart starts racing, you're incredibly anxious, or you've lost your temper, or you have absolutely no patience, and you're very irritable, or you're just super stressed, that's because your emotional brain is getting too activated. And it happens a lot for HSPs. Um, We tend to have more activation in that fight, flight, freeze part of our brain, which is sort of like the panic button in the brain that um, is meant to protect us. But in modern living, we don't need to have that alarm bell system go off so often. And even criticism, even self-criticism, even if your self-talk is bad, you can be activating those kinds of um, alarm bells. And that's when you start to have that heart racing. So be really conscious and intentional. How are you talking to yourself? When you're really stressed, I know a lot of us don't talk to ourselves well. In fact, we can be very cruel to ourselves when we're not feeling okay. And we need to do the exact opposite. Because if if your self-talk, you have to think about what you're saying to yourself. Would you say those things to somebody that you really loved? Would you say those things to a child? If no, then don't say those things to yourself. Really start paying attention to your self-talk. That's a big part because um, like in my brain training program, I talk about that um, the emotion itself weighs five pounds, but the judgment of that emotion weighs a thousand pounds. And that's a big one. So if we take the judgment off, if we stop judging ourselves and we're so harsh with ourselves, if we start being more kind, we're taking a thousand pound weight off and then we can manage the five pound emotion. So there are so many things to teach you and share with you in in these areas. Um, That's why I like my Blooming Brilliantly course that's new. That one is a lot about looking at your whole life, about... Uh, who are the people in your life? Um, do, we, do we need to learn how to re- reduce or remove certain toxic people in our life? Are there things that we can do that support ourselves to live authentically, to love who we are, to learn self-acceptance? This is huge. Uh, and I can speak from experience. I used to live in a place where I did not accept who I was and I did not like who I was and I was unkind to myself and my self-talk and highly critical. Huge expectations. I was, uh, I call myself a recovering perfectionist because most HSPs are perfectionists in one way or another, just very high expectations of ourselves. So that these are all areas that we need to pay attention to when we're looking at long-term stress reduction. There are quick things we can do, like the breath technique and meditations that we can do in the moment when stress is too high. But we also want to look at what can we do long term. 
And I, I did a, I do live events in my sensitive empowerment community every week. And, um, just yesterday, uh, we were, somebody asked the question about how can they reduce migraines? And that's something I used to have was a lot of migraines and chronic health conditions. But, and that comes from if we are constantly activating those stress centers, those alarm bells and releasing adrenaline, releasing stress hormones, I can guarantee you a, a health condition is going to show up or it's going to worsen if it's already there. But, I, but what's also very hopeful is when you learn how to, t- to take care of yourself and your sensitive nervous system. And, and the reason why it's so important to understand what to do um, as a sensitive person, because what the 80% are doing doesn't work for us. And I'm going to say that again. What the 80% are doing does not work for us. And if you scored really high on my sensitivity scale, then you are even in a category like me where probably 95% of the what everybody's doing is not going to work for you. And um, so it's important to learn what's going to work for you and your system. And your body gives you cues and... Um, Pushing yourself without breaks every single day is going to cause lasting problems. And there's a lot of little things that you can do that shift and give you more energy, that give you that energy back. You're going to be shocked. Um, and so many people, I, I wish I could have you listen to what people say, for example, in my community who have taken my courses. What do they say is, I always thought that I, you know, I, that this was somehow like a luxury to take a course or something like that, or I didn't have time to take it. And every single time they say, I wish I had done this sooner. Because even within a week or two, they're talking about massive shifts, uh, stress going down, health getting better, sleep getting better, mood getting better. Uh, and there's, I just wish that I could somehow just push a button and have all of you have all this information right now because I feel so passionate to tell you about it because I'm hearing from HSPs over and over again the same stories. And I know it too because I've lived it. And you know, going from a place of completely falling apart where I used to be in life to now being in a place where I can actually be well and balanced, be in a good relationship, and help the world. I just want you guys to know that it's possible. And I know that when HSPs are balanced and have the right information about their trait and the right information about how to take care of a sensitive nervous system, then you also can do big things in the world. And I know you're going to, because I see that with HSPs who have taken these courses. They, I'm so excited about what they're doing in the world. Most of them are going out and doing big things. Like even if, they be, even if they're a coach or a therapist themselves or a teacher or a parent, it excites me so much because they are going out and helping people because they're okay. And they're always telling me that, you know, before these courses and before they learned these tools, they were uh, unable to be productive. And, and that's such a huge thing. And I want you to know that it's possible. And we really, the world needs you to be healthy 
and thriving. The world needs that from you. And, and I know that it's sensitive people who are going to be the ones who make the biggest positive changes in the world because that's who you are, because you care so deeply and you feel so deeply. So learning how to manage being such an incredibly sensitive person uh, is so helpful. I remember I used to feel like I was an open wound. Like I walked around in the world feeling like I was an open wound. And I would love to hear from you. Are you experiencing that feeling? And if you are, I'd love to hear from you. You can you can actually make comments on the hsppodcast.com on those pages. You can make um, comments about on certain episodes. And I love hearing from you. Or if you email me, if you get my newsletter, let me know if you feel that way. Because I want you to know that you don't have to continue feeling that way. And... I don't even know what I would be doing right now if I didn't learn these tools. I, I can't even imagine. I think that my children would not be these healthy, well-balanced, emotional, just emotionally balanced. They're both sensitive children. And if I had not been okay, if I didn't figure out how to get okay and learn these tools, I know for sure that that would have impacted them. Sometimes I just look at them and I'm just so shocked at like how emotionally healthy they are, how adaptable they are. Um, it's just a beautiful thing to, to know that. And that's what research shows us too. If we support sensitive children and adults, if we can support ourselves in the right ways, then we can absolutely bloom brilliantly and just really thrive in the world. The research is showing that. So that shows you a lot right there. And I, and I see it. I see HSPs blooming all over the place when they figure out this stuff and they understand their bodies and their nervous system and they understand the tools to use. And, and that's why I get excited about brain training because, I mean, when I found out that you could actually intentionally deactivate stress centers on the spot when you intentionally activated calming centers... I mean, that was like, what? I was, I remember that moment learning that. And it was incredible to know that there was something I could do about how I was feeling. I think that was the big part of it too. Just, you know, overall stress reduction. You can really reduce your stress a lot just knowing that there's something you can do about it. And, and I hope that just this conversation is helping you a little bit with that to know that there's something you can do about it. So really acknowledge what you are experiencing. And if you can take those deep breaths, and then I want you to write about it. What are you experiencing? What's in that container? Because sometimes if that container is really full, we don't even know what's in there. It's like, it's just everything is just swarming around together and we don't even know what's in there. So see if you can identify what's in there, you know? Um, so if I, if I look at my stress container, I can say, oh, you know, experiencing... Uh, seeing what the world is experiencing right now, what my partner is experiencing, what my, you know, what my family is experiencing, all of those things go into that container in addition to whatever is going on with me. So I have to know how to keep that container uh, emptied, how to keep that flowed, keep it drained. And it's not ever going to be completely empty for anybody. I mean, nobody walks around in the world feeling zero stress, but there's a huge difference surviving in life with 
you know, a small amount in that container versus it being full. I mean, life is completely different when you learn how to keep it drained out and you also can prevent what's going in it. And there's so many details that I want to share with you, but that's why it's laid out completely in my courses. So I hope you'll check those out. You, there's, there's whole long pages about the courses that you can actually read more information about each one of them. And I even have a little video that uh, goes through the outline of each course so you can decide which course you might want to take or you might decide to take both, which I definitely recommend because they, they build on each other. And I recommend taking the brain training one first and then the Blooming Brilliantly course second. Um, that's, that would be my recommendation. So I hope you're signed up for my newsletter. You can Everything that I'm talking about is on my website, sensitiveconnection.com. And I really hope you're taking good care of yourself. And we need you thriving in the world. And I want you to know that things can get better and that there are specific tools that are created for your sensitive system that are different than any other tools you've heard about. So... This is what works. This is what I see works amongst thousands of HSPs I've worked with all over the world. And I just want you to know that these tools are there. And even if you just take a little step at a time up on this ladder that gets you out of stress, just a little bit at a time, or you drain out a little bit at a time, you're doing something. And and you, we want to celebrate that. Okay? So take good care of yourself. And I'm so happy that you're listening because that already shows that you're making positive steps of, of support to yourself. So take really good care of yourself. To sign up for my free newsletter and to take the free sensitivity quiz, you can visit my website at sensitiveconnection.com.